Welcome into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. It's pretty gross outside in Kansas City. Thankfully, the Chiefs are playing in Cleveland, Ohio today on uh, what Twitter is calling a lovely, brisk Sunday morning in Ohio for football weather. The trade deadline came and went this week. Uh, A few notable guys on the move that we will get to here in a minute. We're taking you right up to the Arrowhead Pride tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. That starts at 10 with Pete Sweeney and Mike Wickett, and they'll take you right up to kickoff of the Chiefs versus the Browns. And there is a ton of buys this week. Six teams are on buy. Arizona Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals, Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Giants, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So hopefully you've thought of that and planned accordingly and you are not starting any of those players. But let's go ahead and get into our matchups because we still have a lot that we need to cover today. The Chicago Bears at the Buffalo Bills. Don't waste your time trying to talk yourself into starting anyone for the Buffalo Bills because you really shouldn't any given week outside of possibly LaShawn McCoy, but... I'm not even touching him this week as Nathan Peterman is once again the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Chicago Bears probably aren't going to have Khalil Mack today as he is still nursing an injury, but the Bears defense is still going to be very good even without Khalil Mack going against one of the absolute worst offenses in the NFL. I am playing the Bears defense in multiple formats today because we expect Nathan Peterman to just be absolutely trash. So go ahead and deploy your Bears defense. Even though LaShawn McCoy is getting a bulk of the workload, the Bears are a top three run defense in fantasy scoring, so it's an absolutely brutal matchup. So stay the hell away from the Buffalo Bills. On the other side, Mitch Trubisky isn't someone who really excites me this week, despite the fact that he has been fantastic over the last several weeks in fantasy. The Bills defense has been very good against the pass. It's a very tough matchup for him and the Bears wide receivers. Allen Robinson, questionable again. It sounds like he's probably going to play. He didn't play last week. And I love Allen Robinson. I've touted Allen Robinson for a very long time now. But it has just not really come together for him in Buffalo. He's probably going to be shadowed by their elite cornerback, Tredavious White. So I don't love this matchup for Allen Robinson today. He is definitely on my bench. And I don't really love any Bears pass catcher, including Taylor Gabriel. Um, You probably can't sit... Trey Burton, who's been a a, a decent play recently, and you probably can't sit him, especially with all of the bye weeks, especially if you're an Indianapolis Colts owner. You got Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron, who have both been very good. Jack Doyle coming back from injury last week and being very productive yet again. So you probably have to start Trey Burton, but I do love Tariq Cohen today, and I do love Jordan Howard, even though Howard's been getting less work. He hasn't been particularly great this season. But if you're going to beat the Buffalo Bills and go against that defense, obviously the Bears are probably going to beat them anyways. But you can definitely run the football on them. So Tyrant Cohen catching passes out of the backfield and rushing the football is a very big play today, as well as Jordan Howard. I think you can deploy both of those guys with confidence because they are once again playing Nathan Peterman. (laughs) Your Kansas City Chiefs at the Cleveland Browns. Freddie Kitchens former running backs coach who is now the offensive coordinator after the Browns fired Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson this week. He loves Duke Johnson, loves Duke Johnson, like spent a significant amount of time talking about Duke Johnson for some reason this week. 
And the Chiefs are bottom three in the NFL against pass-catching running backs. Hugh Jackson kept saying for weeks and weeks and weeks that they were going to get Duke Johnson more involved without actually getting him more involved. I think he has a chance to actually get more involved today because Freddie Kitchens just loves him. He spent, he spent about five minutes in his press conference as we talked about how much they need to get Duke Johnson involved. So I think he is in for a good matchup today against the Kansas City Chiefs as well as Nick Chubb. We know you can run on this Chiefs defense. Nick Chubb seems to be their bell cow running back for the early down rushing work. So I think you need to deploy both of them in your lineups today. As far as Baker Mayfield goes, as far as other Cleveland pass catchers go, I don't know how to feel about it quite yet. You know, we we know that Jarvis Landry is their top wide receiver, although he has been very pedestrian recently. So I don't know how much confidence you can have in him. He's going to be matched up with Kendall Fuller in all likelihood. And Kendall Fuller, while I have spent a lot of time crushing Kendall Fuller this season, Kendall Fuller has been much better over the recent weeks. So I don't know if I love the matchup for Jarvis Landry. Antonio Callaway and Rashard Higgins were both questionable headed into this game it sounds like both of those guys are going to play but neither one of them has done anything consistent enough to make me feel confident in them so I don't know what while this seems like a good matchup on paper for Baker Mayfield I don't know how much confidence I actually have in them and my guy David Njoku who I've spent I've spent a lot of time ranting about this stretch of matchups for David Njoku and how it was going to finally catapult him into his draft status that you probably took him at and it was probably going to be lined up for him to be a a top 10 play over the next coming weeks. And then last week, he had zero catches for zero yards, zero targets, wasn't involved in the game plan at all against one of the worst teams in the NFL against tight ends. It doesn't make any sense, but you have to roll with him again this week because Baker Mayfield, he's been Baker's top target even over Jarvis Landry. And this is a very good matchup because the Chiefs are yet again another team that is absolutely terrible against the tight end position. You have to start David and Joku this week, especially with the six teams on by. And then as far as the Kansas City Chiefs go, of course, you start your Chiefs. This Browns defense is good. They're good. They're young. They're talented. They're not great quite yet, though. They're good at creating turnovers, but their secondary isn't particularly good outside of Denzel Ward. And even he can be beat. Tyreek Hill was questionable all week with a groin, but got back to practice. And even even if he it doesn't sound like he's going to be limited in any way in this game and there's no way you consider benching him anyways because it's Tyreek Hill it's this Chiefs offense obviously you're playing Kareem Hunt obviously you're playing Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins should absolutely be in your lineup today as well just in case something does go wrong with Tyreek Hill you need all your Chiefs in your lineups right now (laughs) New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins uh, this game's gross. I don't really like this game at all, but Isaiah Crowell has been terrible since going off for over 200 yards against the Broncos a few weeks ago, but the Dolphins are absolutely garbage against the running game. Elijah McGuire is expected to be back today, and I I, I want to see with Elijah McGuire, I want to see how he gets utilized first in this offense because we know that he is a a, a solid running back. He, there's nothing particularly special about him, but there's nothing particularly special about Isaiah Crowell either. And the Dolphins have been brutal against running backs. I mean, Lamar Miller torched them last week. So you should probably play both of these guys. Like, like Isaiah Crowell might, or Elijah McGuire might be a little bit of a dart throw because we haven't seen him play this season. He's coming off IR. We don't know how they're going to use him. But if you're absolutely desperate, I think I'm picking up Elijah McGuire in a lot of leagues and I'm taking a dart throw. I don't want any Jets wide receivers as 
Robbie Anderson and Quincy Inunua, it sounds like they're going to play. They were both questionable all week. But the Dolphins' pass defense is much better than the run defense. I don't really trust any Jets wide receiver this week. And I especially don't trust Sam Darnold quite yet. Although Chris Herndon, their uh, their young tight end, does have a touchdown in three consecutive games. We know how bad the tight end position has been. So he is a guy that you can look at adding because we expect him to continue to build up some rapport with Sam Darnold. And he's been pretty good over the past several weeks. And basically any tight end you can get right now, if they've got a shot at getting in the end zone, you got to get them in your lineup. As far as the Dolphins go, Kenyon Drake has been much more productive over the last few weeks. Frank Gore is getting almost 10 touches per game, and the Jets aren't very good against the run themselves. So I think both of those guys are guys that you can play, especially if you're desperate. Frank Gore is a guy that you can get into your lineup. Devontae Parker coming off of a very productive game. I'm not sold on Devontae Parker because he is a guy that I loved, loved, loved coming out of college. Been waiting for him to try to figure it out. It just doesn't seem that he has, but he did have a big game last week, but also one of those big catches was on kind of a a freak accident play where the pass just got tipped and it came right to him and then he took off for like 40 yards. So I don't know how much I'm going to read into his performance last week. If I see it again from him this week, he could be a guy that you bank on playing for the week, for the foreseeable future. Probably no Kenny Stills today. So Devontae Parker, while it is a very nice matchup for him, if you're desperate, you can probably get him in your lineup and he might be a, a, a nice daily play, but he's not somebody I really want to put any confidence in in my season-long lineup. And Danny Amendola has also been very good with Brock Osweiler under center. So Danny Amendola is a guy that you can absolutely take a look at this week as well. (laughs) Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook is expected to play but will be on a snap count. I'm not playing him in any format. Uh, I I just don't. The the Vikings have a bye next week, and they're saying that they want to ease him back in slow, so he's going to be on a snap count, maybe only 15 to 20 plays. I just don't understand. If he's not 100% healthy, if you're worried about it, and he's a guy that continues to re-aggravate the injury throughout the season, I just don't understand why you even bother putting him in the game this week ahead of a bye week. Like, Like, let him take the extra week off, make sure he's healthy, and then you can bring him back. That being said, I'm not playing Dalvin Cook, period, today. But Latavius Murray should absolutely be in your lineup because you can run against this Lions team. They're averaging well over five yards per carry against their defense. And Murray's averaging 5.4 yards per carry over the last three games. Lions are not very good at stopping the run. And they've been much better against the pass, but they're still giving up TDs. It doesn't look like Stefan Diggs is going to be available in this game however though and so Thielen is obviously in your lineup every week but there is some rumors they could move Darius Slay to the slot to cover Adam Thielen a little bit which which is out of the norm they normally don't do that with Darius Slay but they are kind of desperate to throw to slow down Adam Thielen so you're not going to bench him in your season-long lineups obviously but I don't know if he's a guy that I'm willing to spend high dollars on in my in my daily plays and Laquan Treadwell should get an uptick in work. Maybe Kyle Rudolph gets more looks with no Stefan Diggs in this game, but I'm not starting either of those guys with any type of confidence. As far as the Detroit Lions go, Matthew Stafford has struggled against the Vikings. They're keeping him out of the end zone as well. So I don't love Matthew Stafford this week, especially with how much he relied on Golden Tate, who has now been shipped off to Philadelphia. Although Xavier Rhodes is questionable in this one. It sounds like he probably will be available, but if he doesn't go... Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay should get into your lineup. I still don't have a ton of faith in Matthew Stafford, even if he doesn't go. But Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are going to get a ton of extra looks with no Golden Tate. And you guys know how I feel about Kenny Galladay. I think he is a special player. I think he's going 
to be elevated even more now with no Golden Tate, who was taking up like almost 30% of the Lions targets. I do like Karrion Johnson today, even against the tough Vikings run defense, because Theo Riddick might not be available in this one, which would mean Johnson should get a little bit more of an uptick in the passing opportunities. We, uh, we need to hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, we're going to catch up with our good friend from Fanball.com, Brian Johnson. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. We are taking you right up to the Arrowhead Pride tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Pete Sweeney and Mike Wickett will get you ready for the Chiefs versus the Browns in Cleveland, Ohio today. I am very excited. I am wearing my Cleveland Browns colors. And you can also join us, uh, me, Josh Vernier, Ron the Show Hughley. We will be at Winning Streaks today. Inside Harris Casino, we are having another 610 watch party. We will have 610 food specials. Income Hangout, make sure you get there before noon because that place does get packed. It is always very busy at Winning Streaks because they've got fantastic food, fantastic drinks. So make sure you get out. You come hang out with Show and Vern. But right now, we are joined by our good friend Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. How are we doing this morning, Brian? Pretty good, Stephen. How about yourself? Oh, I am wonderful. It is miserable here in Kansas City today, but uh, I am very excited yeah. for a lot of the football matchups that we got going on. Not much better up in Minnesota, as you can uh, imagine. Yes. It's just gray and probably a little colder. Yes. It's very, but it's football very, will get us through today. It always does. Yes, of course. It is. Uh, I look forward to Sundays all week, but we did, uh, we did have the trade deadline came and went this week. A uh, few guys are on the move, uh, and somebody that I want to talk about is Demarius Thomas, as he went from Denver to the Houston Texans, who are actually they're playing each other today, which is awkward. And for some reason, Denver's got like a Demarius Thomas banner up. They're trying to like celebrate his return to Denver as if he wasn't just there four days ago. But I'm curious where you tend to side with Demarius Thomas and the type of impact that he could have on the other side of a DeAndre Hopkins moving forward this year. Uh, well, first, the, so you know, the banner is there because when he's on the team, and they're just everyone's too stoned to take it down. So that's <laughs> okay. an awkward thing. And I said they should just draw uh, like a mustache on it, you know, and like darken <laughs> one of the teeth, like yeah. old school vandalism. From, like, the, the <laughs> that, but, uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, he really just went from being the third best receiver on the Broncos because Sutton had already surpassed him in my mind to the third best receiver on Texans now. Playing Kiki Kiki Kelsey, which is not today. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see how much of an impact Thomas will have. I, I don't know. I don't know how much of the playbook you can absorb uh, less than a week. But uh, just talking about that game really quick from a, a daily perspective, uh, Tyler Irvin, who's a running back uh, in most formats, at least the ones I've seen, will be uh, playing slot receiver today or tonight or this afternoon for uh, Houston. So that'll be interesting. Everyone, Everyone's worried about Chris Harris, but. Uh, Harris spends a third of his time on the boundaries when he needs to. And I don't think uh, Tyler Irvin, running back converted slot receiver, yeah. uh, warrants his shadow uh, attention all day. So uh, if you're super desperate for a flex player, even a running back, he's going to 
to see wide receiver snaps since Tyler Irvin. But I'm not too excited about D.C. moving forward. I don't know. He can prove me wrong, but i got to see something first. Yeah, and, and you you mentioned uh, Cortland Sutton on the other side. Like, obviously, Emmanuel Sanders has been one of Case Keenum's favorite targets, so he's going to continue to be that guy for Case Keenum, I would imagine. But uh, where where do you have Cortland Sutton kind of ranked moving forward this season? Because he he is an exciting young player, and I think he's a very talented player, and that's part of why they were comfortable moving on from Demarius Thomas. Yeah, I really don't have like, their schedule in front of me, but uh, in favorable or neutral matchups, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about something. The volume was the problem because Thomas was still getting those four to five, six targets he wasn't doing anything with. And uh, I don't know, you got to assume half of those are going to go over to uh, Sutton now. And uh, he's been productive and given the ball. He looks amazing. He's yeah. really a rookie getting better every week. So uh, I, I think the sky's the limit. Uh, He's not going to hit his ceiling this season, of course, but I think he has uh, you know, low-level wide receiver, too, uh, potential the rest of the way. Uh, another guy on the move from the Green Bay Packers, Ty Montgomery, now moving over to Baltimore to probably just get inserted into what is now a full-blown committee. Is there anybody in that Baltimore backfield that you can start with any type of confidence moving forward because I think I am trying to, trying to unload all Baltimore Ravens running backs at all costs right now. Yeah, Alex Collins is killing a lot of people. He's on a lot of rosters that are two and five and whatever the bad records are right now. My, my math isn't too good. Two and six, the three and fives. Yeah. We got Alex Collins starting running back. So, no, I don't want any part of the Baltimore backfield unless injury supporter and something's a little more obvious, you know. None of those players are uh, very exciting. That trade, obviously, are more interesting on the Green Bay side. Uh, opens up more more snaps for Aaron Jones, but I, Jamal Williams will still be a thing, yes. especially on third down. No matter what, he's a, a better pass, pass, better pass pro, and he is a better receiver too. So, it's, but Jones is moving his way towards seventy percent of the, the snaps, and he will see some. Can't be too obvious with your intent with your running back, so he will catch some some balls too. But, uh, yeah, Baltimore is just a mess in the backfield, not touching it. I think fantasy owners are just praying that now they don't have a choice but to give Aaron Jones the football a little bit more because we know that he is the most talented running back on that team. Uh, Golden Tate on the move to Philadelphia, but they ha- are, however, on bye this week. So what I really want to talk about is how does that fare for his former teammates in Detroit? Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, obviously expected to get more work with no Golden Tate now. Is he? He was getting close to, like, 30% of the targets from Matthew Stafford. So where do you have those guys rated moving forward and in, in today, really? Uh, yeah, clearly a bump to both Jones and uh, Galladay. But Theo uh, Riddick is a guy I just added in a couple deeper leagues. He's coming back today. And I don't know, they haven't really solidified that third wide receiver yet. Uh, he wasn't on roster. Uh, and they, they signed someone that... Uh, in my mind, a somewhat familiar name, but he's nothing to be excited about. So, Theo Riddick in PPR leagues uh, is a guy that could have a lot of value moving forward in a team that's always throwing the ball. I know Carryon Johnson has looked great. You know, Garrett Blunt's going to ultra goal line touchdowns. That is never really Riddick's uh, MO. But uh, yeah, but no, it's a good bump for the, the, the two uh, boundary guys. But it'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens in the scene. But I think Riddick uh, benefits most and on the other side, the uh, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook is expected to play today, but he's going to be on a snap count. Um, 
I I don't want any part of Dalvin Cook. I don't even really understand why you play him today when you've got a, when you've got a buy coming up. Just try to rest the guy and get him healthy. But do you think you can put Dalvin Cook in a lineup? Mm, you know, if I was playing uh, 150 lineups, which none of us do, another site, Darren Fanball, maybe one. This because here's my own like sort of conspiracy theory. Yes, you don't put him out there if he's not 100. percent And it's like he's on a limited snap test or you know a pitch count. Yeah, he's not 100. percent Maybe he is. <laughs> and then. Maybe they just truly just want to give him that much, but they, if they need him, they'll, yeah. they'll ride him because they can't be this stupid. But if they are, if he wins off the field today, I don't – it's going to be a collective just like round of swearing out here in Minneapolis. But I'll be able to hear it throughout the Twin Cities. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a super contrarian play, but no, I wouldn't risk it in any kind of seasonal redraft format whatsoever. But if I had multiple, 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 multiple DFS lineups, maybe one, but – and it uh it sounds like stefan diggs probably isn't going to play today does that uh does that raise the value of a guy like kyle rudolph or possibly a laquan treadwell yeah he's uh, pretty much been ruled out from what i've heard so get him out of your lineups yeah, and yeah treadwell's the guy that you know this is his, his time right now yeah a, a brutal game against green bay with his green bay game with some drops and uh yeah, Rudolph's been uh, somewhat disappointing. Uh, you know, he had a he had a big year last year uh, in part to uh, Diggs missing a good good chunk of the season, and here we go, Diggs is out. So, uh, I wish I had his career numbers in front of me right now against Detroit. I do not. Detroit usually a pretty neutral to fair matchup uh, for tight end. So, yeah, there, there's certainly uh, guys like the target uh, in daily today, and they can be startable uh, in you know pretty standard size leagues as well. Certainly Rudolph, the yeah. tight ends are, but Treadwell, wide receiver three in some formats for sure. And then can you give us a sleeper who's kind of flying under the radar today, Brian? Uh, I've got a lot. It's uh, tough to narrow it to one, but uh, I'm going to go DJ Moore, who uh, people caught a glimpse of what he can do last week, uh, the Carolina rookie wide receiver. Uh, they're playing the Bucks, uh just – Arguably the worst defense in the NFL. The Raiders are starting to challenge that. Yes, <laughs> pretty, pretty well. So, uh, but I'm liking DJ Moore in that matchup. And pretty, pretty much everyone's getting it done uh, from a wide receiver, wide receiver perspective uh, against Tampa Bay, but uh, specifically the number twos. And uh, I think the rookie is really starting to get his legs under him. And uh, Moore was looking uh, at creative ways to get people to ball, and Moore was one of them. So I, I think he'll see some carries, and I think I've heard he can even throw the ball as well. So. Let's see how much fun they have with that uh, with that crappy Tampa Bay defense today. And tell the people how they can win some money at Fanball.com today. Just uh, head on over to uh, Fanball.com. Uh, we uh, we added a slate today uh, called the Shootout Slate, uh, which is the late the last afternoon game, which is the the Saints Rams, and then just the uh, Packers Patriots game, uh, which is the night game. Uh, it's fun to do that salary cap wise, but it's really fun to do a daily draft. A four a four person draft that's late because the worst quarterback you're going to get is Goff. Yes. Some people are really taking Goff over Breeze because of pacing the hill hill now, which is uh, you know a pain in everyone's day. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, lots of games going on. Of course, our new auction format that uh, Charge came up with. So just head over to Fanball.com. I see some overlay too. Good chances to uh, win money makes them better. And only ten entries per user, not one fifty like the other guys. I am. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued by that. I'm going to have to head over to fanball.com as soon as we get off the air here. He's Brian Johnson 
fanball.com. You can follow him on Twitter at BTXJ. Thank you very much, Brian. We will speak to you next week. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, keep those Browns miserable today. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry if you're a Browns fan. I think you might be, right? Yes, but it's okay. I, I forgive nah. you, Brian. You got you got to accept that on there, right? Yes, yes. I, I live in Kansas City. I deal with it on a daily basis, so I'm used to it. It's Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Protein House Eat with the Purpose text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions. I will try to answer those throughout the show. Uh, coming up next, we will get back to some matchups. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Only got about 30 more minutes until the Arrowhead Pride tailgate presented by Albright Buick, GMC Cadillac, Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett, and Sean Barber will take you right up to kickoff. There is not a better Chiefs pregame show in Kansas City right now. And coming up tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, Therese Paler's show is live from Johnny's Tavern in Lee Summit. Therese Paler is, of course, joined every Monday night by Ron the Show Hughley and Josh Fernier. If you are a football nutcase like me, it is an absolute must listen. It is one of the best sports football hours in radio in Kansas City right now. But let's go ahead and get back into our matchups because we still have a lot to go through because I like to ramp. The Atlanta Falcons at the Washington R's. I... You should remember this by now. We start dudes against the Atlanta Falcons defense, which means Alex Smith is on your radar today in a week with a ton of bye weeks. No no Chris Thompson in this game. That means Capri Bibbs should get some passing down work with Adrian Peterson taking all of the rushes. Adrian Peterson, at this point, <laughs> the, the aging Adrian Peterson is just a must start every week in this Washington offense. Like He has just been absolutely incredible this season. And it's one of the more unlikely things I've seen in a while, but Adrian Peterson has been an absolute beast. Uh, As far as the Washington pass catchers go, I do kind of like Paul Richardson, who's expected to be back today. Uh, I'd like him to get a potential deep ball against this bad Atlanta secondary. So I think you can deploy Paul Richardson. I, I don't have a ton of faith in Alex Smith or his pass catchers, but this Atlanta defense is just so bad that I think that you can roll the dice and probably the results will be there for you. Matt Ryan has to throw the ball because obviously they can't stop anybody. It's a very tough matchup against a fantastic Washington defense. Uh, tough game for Julio, but... Obviously, you play Julio Jones in your lineups. I also really like Calvin Ridley as Muhammad Sanu might not be available in this one. And number two wide receivers are having a lot of success against Washington this season as Josh Norman is just not the same player that he used to be. Josh Norman has slowed down quite a bit. And so number two wide receivers have actually been very productive against a very good Washington defense. As far as the running game goes, though, Washington has been an absolutely elite running defense this season. No running back has run for over 61 yards against them, and that's including guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. So I don't love Tevin Coleman. I don't love Edo Smith this week. I've got Tevin Coleman in a couple of my lineups because I don't have a choice on such a 
heavy, heavy week for buys. So deploy Tevin Coleman if you don't have a choice because he's going to get the opportunities. But this is a very, very ugly game for Tevin Coleman. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> you heard Brian Johnson, DJ Moore, as coming out party last week. He had the most snaps, routes, and catches that he's had all year. Torrey Smith is expected to be out again, and the Bucs can't play defense. Deploy your Panthers. Christian McCaffrey should be in for a good one. Devin Funches was terrible against the Bucs last year, but this is certainly not the same Bucs unit. I like Devin Funches. I like DJ Moore a lot today and what is expected to be a shootout because Fitzmagic is back. I just don't... Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of the most exciting players to watch in the NFL this season. Like uh, He led an incredible comeback last week after Jameis Winston got benched. They still wound up losing that game, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was absolutely fantastic. And Mike Evans' numbers with Ryan Fitzpatrick are absolutely incredible. So I love Mike Evans in this game because Carolina, while their defense is decent, they're not. They're certainly not elite. They're certainly not the defense that they have been in years past. And you could absolutely beat the Carolina defense over the top. And we know Fitzmagic is not scared to take those shots. I love Mike Evans for a long touchdown today. Same with Deshaun Jackson, who has been just Deshaun Jackson. It was rumored to be on the trading block. He gets very limited work in this offense, but with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center. Deshaun Jackson has been incredibly productive. I think that with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, because we know he's not going to be scared to stretch the field, and he's going to take those shots even if he throws interceptions. I'm not sure they're ready to pull the trigger on putting James Winston back in the game. So I think you have to play all of your Tampa Bay players today. That includes Chris Godwin, and obviously O.J. Howard is becoming an every week starter in your lineup. He has been that good at the tight end position in that offense. I do hate Peyton Barber, but that mostly has to do with the fact that the Panthers are decent against the running game. Peyton Barber is just not a very good player. So I really don't want anything to do with Peyton Barber, but deploy all your Tampa Bay wide receivers. Uh. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I hate this game. I, I, I hate these Pittsburgh at Baltimore matchups. Like, you know, I know Joe Flacco was pretty good when they played in Pittsburgh earlier this season, he had like 300, 360-something yards, a couple touchdowns. He was very good there, and I expect him to be very good today as well. I just These, these matchups never pan out the way that they should on paper because they're divisional opponents. Divisional opponents always play each other different, and Pittsburgh and Baltimore just hate each other, so these are always ugly games. These are always games where they just punch each other in the face and they're hard to watch and they're never they're never as good as we think they're going to be. And Baltimore's defense is absolutely stellar, but that being said, Pittsburgh's defense is terrible, so I think that Joe Flacco, Michael Crabtree, and John Brown are all guys you can play today. John Brown is would be my favorite play out of that group over Michael Crabtree, although Michael Crabtree is leading the Ravens in targets this season. He's also leading them in drops because he drops a lot of passes. I, however, do not want anything to do with the Ravens. Running backs, we told you they traded for Ty Montgomery earlier this week. So Ty Montgomery, Buck Allen, Alex Collins in a full-blown committee now. You can't start any of them with any type of confidence unless you're absolutely desperate. And as far as the Ravens' tight ends go, you can't you can't play a single one of them. They got three tight ends that they're basically rotating right now. None of them gets enough work to to produce with any type of consistency. So stay the hell away from their tight ends. As far as the Steelers go, you know, 
I don't trust Big Ben. I still don't trust Big Ben on the road. Uh, I, I don't know if you can sit Big Ben in a season-long format. I'm certainly staying away from him in daily plays. But you can't bench Antonio Brown. You probably can't bench Juju Smith-Schuster because they're both, they've both been fantastic players. Juju has been a little quiet over the past couple of weeks. He did have 60-something yards in their last game. Antonio Brown, I think, had about 60 yards. This is a very tough matchup. Baltimore Ravens pass defense, their run defense, really their defense across the board is just fantastic. But we'll see. I, I mean, I think you have to start James Conner. He's just been... He's just been too good for you to bench. So you're not benching James Conner, obviously. But I don't trust Vance McDonald in this one either. Vance McDonald has become a guy that if he doesn't break off the big plays, he's wildly touchdown dependent. So I'm not playing him either with any type of confidence. I just don't like the matchup at all. I'm really not trying to stack any players in this game. (laughs) Houston Texans at the Denver Broncos. Case Keenum. Quietly had multiple touchdowns in three of his last four games. I don't believe the Texans secondary is as good as people say it is. Their quarterback matchups have been very favorable, despite people thinking that that is an elite unit. I'm not quite convinced of that. Obviously, they can get after the quarterback, but I don't have as much faith in their secondary as a lot of people around the NFL do. And this one should be a favorable matchup for Cortland Sutton. He's a deep threat, and I think he is a wildly, wildly talented player. Like, I think in a couple of years, Cortland Sutton is going to be a potential top 10 wide receiver. Like, I think he is that talented. And especially with no Demarius Thomas, he's going to get an uptick in targets. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders is Case Keenum's favorite target, so Emmanuel Sanders should absolutely be in your lineup. And Phil Lindsay is starting to play himself into an every-week start without thinking about it territory. He has just been that good. And no Royce Freeman again in this one. Devontae Booker was pretty productive last week against Kansas City Chiefs, so he could be a guy you could pick up and play because he's going to get a fair amount of work as well. As far as Deshaun Watson goes, he's he's been fantastic lately. Like, you know, I, I've I've been criticized for saying Deshaun Watson is going to take a step back this year. That looks pretty evident to start the season. He's been fin- fantastic over the last couple of games. But, and, and I think he'll continue that today because this isn't the same Denver Broncos defense. It's not terrible, but it's not the same defense that we're used to seeing over the past couple of years. DeAndre Hopkins is always in your lineup. And as we mentioned earlier with Brian Johnson, they are celebrating the return of Demarius Thomas after trading him like four or five days ago. It's kind of awkward, but he's probably going to get limited work, so I don't think you can trust him this week. Uh, there, No Kiki today. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins is really the only pass catcher in this offense that I am willing to deploy today. Although Lamar Miller does have a fantastic matchup. Lamar Miller has been very good over the past several weeks. The Broncos just cannot stop the run. So I do think they lean heavy on Lamar Miller last week. He got, when he gets 18 to 20 touches, he seems like a lock for over 100 yards. So Lamar Miller is somebody that I am probably starting in multiple lineups today. (laughs) Los Angeles Chargers at the Seattle Seahawks. Melvin Gordon is expected to play today. Seahawks have been pretty good against the run, but they haven't been quite as good when they face top running backs or or bell cows, such as Melvin Gordon. I'd expect him to have a good game today. Austin Eckler should get plenty of work as well. If Gordon isn't totally healthy, he's still getting enough work to be a factor anyway. Keenan Allen has struggled quite a bit this year, Uh, but you would have to assume coming off of a bye that they have to get him involved more. You know that he is their their top wide receiver and he hasn't gotten the red zone targets this year so i'd expect that they're trying to figure out a way to get him more involved especially on that end of the field i still don't trust 
either of the Williams wide receivers, Mike Williams or Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams has been absolutely fantastic over the past couple of weeks prior to his bye, but neither one of them is getting enough targets for me to deploy them in my lineup with any type of consistency. On, on a heavy bye week like this, yeah, you probably got to take a flyer on one of those guys because you might not have anybody better than them to play, but I am certainly not playing them in any of my daily lineups because they are just absolute dart throws. And don't play Antonio Gates. I, I, it's a tough matchup for him anyways, but I, I just Antonio Gates is ancient, man. He's just not a real factor in that passing game right now. But Phillip Rivers should be in your lineup. He's got multiple touchdowns in every game this season. He's been absolutely fantastic. For Seattle, Chris Carson, over 100 yards in three of the last four games. He's become their bell cow running back. He is questionable, and he is a legitimate game-time decision with a hip injury, saying he's going to test it out pregame and see how he feels. So there is a chance that he doesn't play in this one. If he doesn't play, you need to run to the waiver wire and pick up Mike Davis, who had a big game a few weeks ago, but then probably got dropped in a lot of leagues because... Chris Carson has been so effective and has been taking all of the carries. Mike Davis has been an absolute non-factor since having that monster 100-yard, two-touchdown game. If Chris Carson doesn't go, run to the waiver wire and pick up Mike Davis because this is a favorable matchup for him. Tyler Lockett has also been the team's best wide receiver this year over Doug Baldwin. I will continue to start Tyler Lockett until he is not productive because he's been absolutely fantastic this year. Doug Baldwin should avoid Casey Hayward for the most part. But he's been inconsistent. Uh, I, I I don't know that you can start Doug Baldwin and feel good about it right now. Russ has obviously been fantastic this season. He can score against any defense, especially this one. Who The, the, the Chargers have been coming on, but they're still not the, ta- the same defense they were last season. And the Seahawks are apparently excited to get veteran tight end Ed Dixon back. It could hurt a, a guy like Nick Vanette. But if you're absolutely desperate at tight end, you might give Ed Dixon a look, especially in daily daily play. He might be a dart throw that you, that you could deploy into your lineup this week. I know that's probably not what you want to hear, but hey, it's, it's something you could seriously look at. We still got a few matchups that we need to get to, but we need to hit a quick timeout. When we get back, we take a look back at the Thursday night game. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. The Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions. I'll try to answer them over the last few minutes of the show. Taking you right up uh, about 12 minutes from the Arrowhead Pride tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Pete Sweeney, Mike Wicket, Sean Barber taking right up to kickoff of Chiefs Browns. I am absolutely Thrilled for this game today. I am wearing my Cleveland Browns colors, as you could imagine. Arrowhead Pride Radio, also back every Tuesday from 6 to 7. Pete Sweeney and Sean Barber giving you an extra hour every Tuesday night of absolutely nothing but Chiefs talk. It's a fantastic hour. It is It is for, for the diehard Chiefs fans. There, uh, there is not a couple of guys in the city doing a better radio show of Nothing but the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but right now, we do this every week, Thursday night. This morning, we take a look back at the Thursday night matchup. Try to give you uh, some of the things that we learned that could potentially help your fantasy football team moving forward. 
And it appears that the Oakland Raiders are just a really, really bad football team who have given up on this season and appear to be an absolute lock for the number one overall pick in the draft. They uh, they let Nick Mullins carve them up for a monster performance. Uh, so much so that there's a report out today that Nick Mullins is likely to be the Niners' starting quarterback moving forward. Now, now there's he was fantastic in that game. The Raiders were absolutely brutal. It wasn't the type of game where... You sit back and you say, "Well, Nick Mullins has a chance to be to be a significant factor." Like, no, he was he was throwing a lot of short passes that turned into very big games because the Oakland Raiders defense just looked like they did not want to be on the field whatsoever. The Ra- John Gruden is just absolutely killing that franchise right now, and you know it's he's acquired all these first round picks and maybe he can turn it around, but the John Gruden era for the Oakland Raiders. Looks absolutely brutal so far. They do have the three first-round picks. They also cut Bruce Irvin yesterday, who hasn't been great this season, but he is still a serviceable player. Like, certainly didn't deserve to get cut. They're just trimming all of the fat. They are in full-blown tank mode, looking for that number one overall pick on top of the three first-round picks they have coming up in the draft. So, I mean, there there wasn't a ton to take away from that. Like, Nick Mullins is not a guy that I'm looking to go pick up and start, but... I mean, keep an eye on it, I guess. I mean, George Kittle should obviously be in your weekly lineup, and I don't think there's anybody for the Oakland Raiders that I am willing to play at all the rest of the season. He ain't lying. But we do this every week. Let's get to our sleeper. I uh, I haven't gotten to my Rams-Saints matchup quite yet because I've been rambling too much, but we will go over that here in a couple of minutes. But I love New Orleans wide receiver Traquan Smith today. He's been very quiet since exploding against Washington for over 100 yards and two scores three weeks ago. He's had back-to-back tough matchups against the Ravens and the Vikings on the road. Absolutely brutal matchups for him, but he's at home again. An expected shootout against the Saints. I loved him today against a banged-up Rams secondary that you can certainly beat over the top. I like Traquan Smith a lot. I have added him in multiple leagues and am absolutely starting him today. I think he's got a serious shot. Let's get to our streamer. Marquez Valdez-Scantling actually got more snaps than Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison last week. He had just two catches on five targets for 45 yards and a score. But with Allison expected to miss again today, Randall Cobb still not 100%. He's still questionable, but he is going to play. I really like Scantling tonight against the Patriots secondary that you can beat outside of Stephon Gilmore, who is expected to shadow Devontae Adams. I think that Scantling has a real chance to catch another long touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. In our weekly bust... As much as it hurts me to say, because I love the guy as a player, Tevin Coleman, he's struggled a little bit this season, but he's still been serviceable. A lot of people are acting like Tevin Coleman's been this absolute bust with no Devontae Freeman. Tevin Coleman's still been a very serviceable player, so I don't think it's fair to act like he has been a bust, but he was thrust into a role that he was a little unfamiliar with, and and Edo Smith's taken away his goal line carries. And I just, I just don't love the matchup. The matchup is just absolutely brutal. Washington's just been too good against running backs. No running backs run for more than 61 yards against them this season. And that's a resume that I told you earlier includes Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. 
Coleman isn't near the talent of those guys. As much as I love the guy as a player, I just don't think you can start him today. But uh, let's let's get back to our last few matchups ahead of uh, the Arrowhead Pride tailgate. The Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. I told you, I'm sports horny for this matchup. It's actually a very tough matchup for Todd Gurley. The Saints have been elite against the run this season. The secondary is exploitable, though. They give up the fifth most yards and two touchdowns per game. So Jared Goff needs to be in your lineup today. Uh, I told somebody earlier to start Goff over Breeze, although I don't think you can go wrong with either one. They're they're both fantastic matchups. They're both fantastic plays today. And what is expected to be the New Orleans Saints are the number two scoring team in the NFL. The Rams are the number three scoring team in the NFL. So this game should be a lot of fun. Cooper Cup is expected to be back for Jared Goff. That's that's huge. Uh, Cooper Cup's at one of his absolute favorite targets. So get Cooper Cup into your lineup. Uh, you could start, and I mean, really, I mean, you should start every Ram every week, as I've told you multiple times. Like Todd Gurley, very tough matchup, but you're not benching Todd Gurley, who's just averaging like 30 points a game this season. Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. I like the matchup for Robert Woods a little bit more, as Cooks is probably going to see a lot more of Marshawn Lattimore. And while that Saints secondary is exploitable, Marshawn Lattimore, since week one, has been absolutely elite at the position. So I don't love the matchup for Brandon Cooks, but I do love the matchup for Robert Woods. So I would start Woods in more lineups than I would Cooks today. Obviously, Michael Thomas is in your lineup. This game's going to be a shootout, so Breeze is in there as well. It's been quiet with Kamara and Ingram back now, but they're going to have to pass this game to stay up with the Rams. That being said, this game should be much bigger for Alvin Kamara than it is for Mark Ingram. I just feel like they're going to have to go away from the run game. Alvin Kamara is obviously much more involved in the passing game than Mark Ingram. So I really like Alvin Kamara in today's game, much more so than Mark Ingram. As I just told you, I really like Traquan Smith. He blew up last time the Saints played at home. They went on the road for two absolutely brutal matchups against passing defenses. But this one should play out very well for Traquan Smith today. So I really like him as a play. The Packers at the Patriots Sunday night game. Aaron Jones should finally get a starter's workload. I hope Jamal Williams is still going to be a factor, unfortunately, even without Ty Montgomery. But uh, you you certainly shouldn't play him. Uh, as, as I just told you, Marquez Valdez-Scantling should be in your lineup today. I think he's got a real shot to take one deep. As Geronimo Allison will not play. Randall Cobb is questionable, but he's probably going to play. And obviously, you're putting Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham, and Devontae Adams in your lineup, which is expected to be a very, very good game. Start Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, and James White, as well as Josh Gordon. Demarius Randall is apparently a healthy scratch against the Kansas City Chiefs today. That's interesting. What's up, could, could, uh, could impact that game significantly as he is one of their better secondary players, although he struggled this season. Uh, yeah, it should, should impact that matchup for Tyreek Hill quite a bit, even though he's supposedly nursing an injury. So deploy your Chiefs. But you're starting Gronk. You're starting Julian Edelman. You're starting James White. And I do think you're starting Josh Gordon, although people are starting to significantly question Josh Gordon. I really thought he was going to be a wide receiver one moving forward. It hasn't quite worked out that way. But the Packers are getting torched by wide receivers. So Gordon so Gordon should be in your lineup. Sony Michelle is questionable. He is a legitimate game-time decision in this one. If he does play, you have to start him, but it's a Sunday night game, so it could really hurt you if you if you ch- decide to put him in your lineup. If Kenyon Barner is available in your league, 
You should probably add him. If you've got an available bench spot, if you got somebody you could drop, go pick up Kenyon Barner right now. Put him on your bench and wait for the injuries to come out for the Sunday night game and get him in your lineup if Sony Michelle does not play. Tennessee at Dallas, Monday night. Ugh. Ugh. I am not watching that game. I, I am not watching that game. I didn't even I That's wasn't gonna I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna watch the Thursday night game because that was a trash game. And then Nick Mullins was just captivating, so I had to turn it on because everybody on Twitter was in love with Nick Mullins every time I got on Twitter. That's all everybody was talking about, so I had to put that game on. I know this game's gonna be trash though. I don't need to watch this game. The Titans are absolutely brutal. They're hard to watch. They're not there's nothing fun about watching them. Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis have been a travesty this season along with Marcus Mariota. They don't have any wide receivers that you like. Oh, and Dallas's defense has actually been fantastic this season. This is going to be like a 16-9 to game where everybody just kicks a bunch of field goals and there's no touchdowns. I am not excited about this game whatsoever. And as far as the Dallas Cowboys go, I really do hope that Amari Cooper gets it figured out. I love Amari Cooper's talent. I hope Dallas can find a way to get him involved. And hopefully he can get back to being the player that he was billed to be when he came out of Alabama because I do think he is a special talent, but I am certainly not starting him this week. Tennessee's defense is exploitable, but I don't trust him just yet. And I don't trust any other offensive weapon for the Dallas Cowboys, including Dak Prescott, who has actually been a little bit more productive recently as they are allowing him to run the football more. But uh, thank you guys very much for listening. You can hear us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Coming up next, Sierrohead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.